the college football experience. Happy NIL day podcast on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. Get started today and you get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, make sure to grab a mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And lastly, we're brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, us. The NBA Finals free roll contest locks at the end of this week. So make sure you get your entry in for a free shot at winning $1,000. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store and download it today. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN Let It Ride. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience. Happy NIL day episode. My name is Colby swinging database dent, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick and I'm joined by my co-host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating sideline kiss, stealing, wheeling and dealing Patty C in the place to be. Hi-oh. This is what we got right now. All right. Happy NIL day. Look, I want a fucking car right fucking now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. That is definitely the theme of the day. I want a fucking car right fucking now. How many uh, <laughs> athletes are saying that to their coaches, to their boosters? I mean, do I need to? Here we go. Our football team, ranked in the top 10 for the last eight years, has got a linebacker, a tailback, an offensive tackle, two safeties, and a quarterback, all recruited by friends of the program. There we go. All recruited by friends of the program. <laughs> Patty C, I, I'm curious your take. First off, I want the audience to know. Hit us up at Gambling Podcast. Hit us up uh, at the College Experience, which is at TCE on SGPN. And also the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network, which is at uh, the SGP Network. Any of those feeds, even my personal Twitter and, and Pat's personal Twitter, that we will hit at the end of the episode. Uh, we are in the market for hiring college athletes now because this That's is a right. brand new thing. We're gonna get into this. We want our slice of pie, Patty C. <laughs> dang right. All right. And look, we think that you guys can generate some revenue for us with those million dollar smiles you got out there. Exactly. Or those million dollar tweets. All you gotta do is tweet who you think we should have 
and perhaps we'll send you a college experience t-shirt, but let's get to the, let's get to this man. Uh, I think you're more old school on this. I'm curious your thoughts. I, 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 I'll tell, I'll, I'll release mine after the fact. What, what do you, what do you make of all this? Well, I mean, look, NIL, it is kind of a weird thing because the concept of amateur athletics is one where you have a, uh, an even playing field. Okay. While that's probably, and certainly naive, you know, it, at least in theory, and if regulated correctly is supposed to level the playing field and make for kind of like a, uh, where the students are still kind of just regular students at this school. It's kind of the part problem, of an experience. The problem is though, it's never been regulated correctly. That's true. It hasn't been. And, and so it hasn't had that for a long time. And, and I just also kind of find it un-American that you can't just, as you yourself go out and I'm, I'm not talking about as the team, I'm talking about you go out and sign an autograph uh, for a beer or whatever the fuck. Well, you, you know could, what I mean? like, you could go play another no, you're sport. risking that you could go play uh, in G league. The fact that there aren't viable leagues out there, that's not the amateur athletics fault. You know, the fact that there is no market or there hasn't been a, I, I still, a sustainable market for uh, athletes at your age group, you know, that's not anyone's fault. You shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't be able to take advantage necessarily I, I, of, I just have always thought they've been in the wrong about this for the NIL, especially, well, I'm a little less on the NIL. I'm kind of on board with you there. It's like, why they are making you a shit ton of money. Okay. Let's be honest. And and what harm does it like do it? I mean, what the harm really is, is that you get these sharks in here, which we're about to get to, you know, that are going to, but they've already it. been here. They have, but to a lesser extent. And, and I guess what the where the, the push comes to shove here is, is it okay for a fewer amount of people to do it and completely dominate and the rest of them not be able to do it and have a level playing field for most of it, or just admit that there isn't a level playing field and then maybe have a slightly more even playing field because of that. I believe the pulse of the sport is getting better with this. You might be right. You might be right. I mean, dude, Will Wade's still coaching. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we're, I know this is a college football experience, but I'm saying is that this, the, the NCAA picks and chooses their battles uh, based on their power on how much revenue these universities make for them. There's a clear conflict of interest sure, there. And not only that, how much, uh, how much money these universities have to battle them in court. You know, it, this to me, I mean, I, I, I Didn't think UNC is, get away with like a slap on the wrist. Yeah. They're like egregious yeah. violations. And I think uh, I think this is a win-win all across the board here. Uh, I uh, out today, uh, you know, I saw Dayton's basketball program. Uh, so a few players believe uh, already getting some type of NIL deal. I actually saw, and that's one thing. It's funny. I've heard a lot of people say, "Well, it's only going to be the top athletes." Right? I, I don't know necessarily. Yes, I, uh, for your university, I saw some women's players uh, get get con- you know NIL deals today. But you're crazy if you think it's only going to be the top athletes because in high school football that people are getting paid money, right? And now it's just an excuse to pay and pay money and recruit these uh, students. You know, not, not that that's going to apply at the high school level, but if it's happening at the high school level, then it's going to happen at the college level. I thought Daniel Jeremiah had an interesting tweet today. Yeah. Uh, he goes looking at the NIL stuff. So fascinating. Here's my question. If Spencer Rattler throws a game winning TD to beat Texas would diehard Oklahoma fans pay a thousand dollars per cameo to have Rattler talk trash to their buddy from Texas. It would be a quick way to make a lot of cash and I could see it happening. 
I really, I really think and that's interesting too, is it could be in season. Yeah. <laughs> like boom, five minutes after I just threw a game winning touchdown, I made a million bucks. Like, yeah, th- that's definitely going to influence. It's going to have a massive influence on how everyone on the re- whole recruiting approach to things. I don't know. I, I'm interested to see how it shakes out, but I think you're crazy. If you think that there aren't some serious unseen implications of this right now, I'm trying to find out when the last time UMass made the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Uh, because it's been a while that I think they might've made it once in the two thousands, but I, I know they're not what they were when they had Calipari and Marcus Camby and whatnot, but I did see today UMass guard Noah Fernandez has signed a deal to sponsor a local moving company. Five college movers uh, has has chosen uh, Mr. Fernandez as the. Uh, He's probably their friend. I mean, maybe, probably. That's what I'm saying. I think this opens up like, but I think it's a great thing. Yeah. I think it's a great thing, and I think, I, I mean, I, I think it's going to make it a little bit more equal because we know, you know. Uh, wh- whatever we want to say, Bill Self is still coaching at Kansas. Sean Miller was coaching at Arizona last year. He didn't get fired yeah. because of the wiretaps. He got fired because his, his team wasn't doing very well. Right. And Will Wade is still coaching at LSU. And that's just in basketball. We know in that same investigation that uh, what Clemson probably running money through a church. Um, yeah. You know, s- spectating uh, an assistant coach's. Uh, Many schools largely <laughs> above the law in. That's what I'm saying, dude. I know people personally that I've told you that I've, I, that were involved. Yeah. So to me, this is just kind of pulling back the curtain and then letting teams that probably were being more straight by the book. They're going to have that luxury to kind of even up. I feel like I do. I do think you're right about that. Like the, the example we were thinking of is, you know, if Oklahoma's got enough money and has, you know, got their system down. Clearly Alabama does. They've had the number one recruiting class for God knows how long. And they'll get uh, a five-star recruit to be the number three quarterback on the bench for four years, as opposed to going to another school and getting playtime right away. You would figure that he would go somewhere else and get playtime, but Alabama's probably paying them some money that these other schools aren't paying them and or Oklahoma yeah, or whoever. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the top there, schools, how many of the top schools would, I mean, we could rattle, go down and probably name the schools we think are paying based on accusations that have come out and just the, the personality of the school. I'm sure it's a lot. Uh, and on the top of any conference of any power five, probably at least two, you know, Oregon and yeah, USC, I think more than that. I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, okay. It, Oregon, USC, Arizona state. Yeah. Right. At least. Okay. Uh, let's hop over to big 12. If we had to guess Texas, Oklahoma, I, I actually think there might be more. Probably all of the, like, any I, school in Texas is probably I would doing think it. Baylor probably was yeah, private. Yeah. Maybe not now after the microscope put on them after the Bryles thing. Yeah. Um, Cause I actually think USC might've backed away for a little bit and we might've saw that their talent level go down right. because of that. Um, I mean, and, and we have no proof of this. This is just us just speculating. If I, I mean, obviously the SEC, I think a shit ton of teams in the SEC, if not, if not everyone, um, the Big Ten, I think a lot. Yeah, o- Ohio State, looking at you, Michigan, Penn State. Yeah, I, maybe I, Wisconsin. I mean, R- Wisconsin. Rutgers has a top ten recruiting class right now. Shiano <laughs> is definitely. Uh, Look, I think Greg Shiano is a good football coach, but you can't tell me. Yeah, that they're just magically going to get a top ten recruiting class because of his football knowledge. Right, and and that what you're saying right now might be like the equivalent to what we'll see in because of NIL. Is all of a sudden Rutgers starts pumping money in their football program toward players because Shiano knows how to do that. He's had experience at 
Penn State and uh, has that pro Ohio experience. State as well. Ohio yeah, State, Tampa so, Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. yeah, he knows he knows how to work those channels. And all of a sudden, these they start paying money. They're probably still not paying as much as Alabama, but they find themselves in the top ten. And so Rutgers, a, a doormat for basically a hundred. Once again, years. we have no proof of this. I just think, to me, normally it smells funny when a team comes up out of nowhere. And I also, I mean, I I, I fully believe like the top ten to fifteen teams. Well, I mean, let's not act like it's not happening at all. We have seen it happen. I mean, uh, Re- I know people personally. Reggie Bush yeah. is fighting <laughs> right now. But what Reggie Bush's uh, argument is idiotic, though, is even though I feel for him, it's like it was still illegal while you were doing it, dude. Like you still had an unfair advantage on everyone because you were cheating. You know, at that time. Now, was everyone else cheating, and you're the one that just got caught? Yes, but well, I don't know about everyone else, though. Like, can you tell me? That you honestly believe, like the University of Minnesota was was cheating. I, yeah, that, I highly there is doubt a, that. Uh, there is a cutoff, I'm sure, and 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 the willingness to cheat on a high mass scale, I think, is probably limited to, you know, probably 20 teams in you, college football. UMass basketball. I know this is a football podcast here, but subscribe to the College Basketball Experience as well. But th- they have made one tournament appearance since 1996, right? Yeah, and their shooting guard locks up this deal. It might, maybe it's his friend's company. I have no idea, but I think it's hitting based off of the, the, the people I've heard talk about, Oh, it's only going to be the top players. Not well, clearly not. Cause I, I cover college basketball. We cover college basketball. And this is a guy that yes, he might be a solid player, but it's not someone you would put saying, Hey, this is a great basketball player that everyone needs to watch this week. Yeah. No, he's, he would be, I mean, let me uh, quickly try to put up, put, pull up his stats from a season ago. Um, but I, I just think it, it's going to hit a lot more than, than what we are expecting. Um, let's see here. I mean, this guy averaged 11 points a game last year. He was the third leading scorer on, on UMass, right? This yeah. is my point is yeah. like this guy, the third leading scorer on a fucking losing team. Were they? Yeah, I mean, uh, they didn't make the tournament. I don't. I think they were a losing team. Yes, if, if I had to, yeah, they were eight. No, they, they were eight and seven. Okay, <laughs> only fifteen games. Oh, in the in the eight ten, eight and seven. So, my point is, is no one really. I I I'm shocked because I don't think anyone really cares about UMass basketball besides maybe. All right, who you are know, you? The people who, on campus. Who is buying a product because the third best score on UMass is advertising their moving company? Yeah, they were eight and seven for the season, by the way for the entire season. Gotcha. So they were a winning team, but okay. just a 500 team essentially. Right. That that's my point though, is like, I guarantee you when I was listening to experts talk about this, they probably weren't expecting that guy to have a, yeah. a deal. But a lot, a lot of people are going to be making money off of it that no one expected to be making money. But does that necessarily, uh, I guess, close the gap between the players? I mean, I think like we said at the highest level, certain players are probably already getting like a couple hundred thousand versus people that are getting nothing. The, the difference between that is night and day. You're going to go and get $200,000. And if, especially if like Alabama has been doing it for 10 years and hasn't gotten caught yet, there's very little risk of you getting caught. Fuck. Yeah. Give me the money. You know, LSU Patrick Peterson, he he's on record for saying he he got, he was going to go to Miami and he instead went to LSU for 200 grand. Was it that much? I thought it was a hundred grand. It was, it was definitely a, a big dollar Hold amount. On, let me, let me, let me research that. I know, uh, obviously, uh, Cam Newton was what, like 75 grand to go to Auburn from Florida. Um, so, um, pl- the, the money is flying around already. I just, I do wonder if 
these big universities are just going to be able to buy even more than they were before, you know, cause I just saw this gymnast from uh, LSU. You were showing me before the podcast, Yeah, a female gymnast from LSU, maybe making a million dollars. So the, the level of money is just, it, that has the potential to stratify the, the, the power, uh, power balance, even to a greater extent. Yeah. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank on what, what I know. Patrick Peterson at one point had, had said this, that he was going to go to Miami and he flipped to go to LSU because of a certain amount of, of money. I right. don't remember what it was. Right. Oh, I remember yeah. that. I mean, he yeah. was, he was one of the highest ranked corners of all times coming out of uh, high school. He lived in uh, Pompano beach, Florida, which is like right around the corner from Miami. And then boom, all of a sudden flips and goes to uh, LSU. And this is only a couple years after Miami was winning national championships. It's like, yo, they couldn't come up with the money that LSU could. That's what happened. Yeah. But I thought that he even said the figure uh, I, I'm drawing a blank on it right now. Um, Willie Lyles asked a and M for $80,000 to sign Patrick Peterson. There's that. Um, yeah. No, that was, that was definitely out there at, at the time or a few years after the fact. So yeah. So if they, if they, if they wanted 80,000 there, so it must've been somewhere in, in that ballpark, probably yeah, I would that, assume. Was, that was the bidding range. I'm just Googling, trying to find right now, but yeah, hold on. Uh, Cam Newton. And his so that's what I'm saying. If it asked for $180,000 okay. to, to play at Mississippi state. Oh, so that was cam. Okay. That was cam's dad. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so yeah, I mean, if, if they're willing to, if they're able to get that kind of money under the table, you know, and under the radar, the and best part LS- about that is that's tax free. Now you now you're gonna have to pay taxes. <laughs> I'm serious. Right. <laughs> but being able to legitimately put it in your bank account is gonna be different than having to like basically hide that money or whatever they did. Who I don't know how the hell it worked. Um, but either way, I think if if an, a gymnast from LSU is getting a million dollars for being a little hottie, right? Then Tim Tebow or who are some of the ones we were talking about? Bosworth. Bosworth. He would have made a shit ton. He probably already did make a shit ton. Yeah, but, let's but, be honest. But making like a, a few hundred thousand and then be making like tens of million dollars in college, yeah. which they probably will. Like, I mean, some of these guys. If you have Justin Herbert and Nike can legitimately like pay him as much fucking money as they want, like yeah, he'll be he'll, he'll stay in college for that extra year for that ten million dollars. You know. Well, that's an that's another interesting angle on this. Yeah. And and I I don't know if football will have this avenue. We know other leagues, the CFL's already there, but the XFL and and USFL are around the corner potentially if they can if they can stay. Um, but outside of that, there's not many professional leagues. Yeah, in football, S- basketball, I almost think you benefit from st- both sports. Really, I think you can make the case that if you're who was that Miami quarterback that Brad Kaya came out early was like yeah. a seventh round draft pick. Yeah. Now I think it almost makes more sense. If you're projected in the sixth or seventh round, Jake from yeah. maybe I stay in Athens. Maybe I, I stay in Miami. I mean, the NFL's like rookie salary structure, like really limits the amount of money that you can make in like the first five years of your contract. So like monetarily staying in school may not even be a drop off at all in both sports. I think college basketball, where you look at, I mean, there's, there's guys that you think are going to get Remember the Kyle guy yeah, from Virginia. He ended, he ended up getting picked. I think the last pick in the draft. Yeah, but he's playing in the G League in like uh, in 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 like Stockton, California, or something, right? right. Uh, Probably not making a shit ton of money. Well, I mean, if he would have came back, a he won the national championship the year before. Yeah. So you come back, you could You're definitely a be a, a sponsor of of some place in Charlottesville, Virginia, where you know they had just won yeah. the national championship. I I just think 
now players are going to want to stay more. So I actually think in that capacity, it also strengthens the college game. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it definitely strengthens. You want to talk about bringing stars that had been uh, really what that might do is strengthen the college basketball game because the one and done. I mean, the NFL has been had their three year deal forever, you know, and that's never been broken. So players are staying there three years. You might get, but not if the XFL and USFL does a, that's true. Yeah, that, that that's what I'm saying. Uh, that. Everything is changing very rapidly. Yeah. Uh, so As a matter we, of fact, we, we saw the USFL had a safety. I mean, not the USFL, the XFL this past right before COVID they only had a five game season or something. Yeah. Safety from West Virginia left, left early. He was at the, he was a freshman went and played for the St. Louis battle Hawks. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Now he's in the NFL. Yeah. Right. Cause he, he needed to wait a year. And he was like, fuck this. I'm going to go at least I'm make a little money. bit of money. Yeah. Uh, and I think that might happen more in the XFL and USFL. Cause if they're not doing that, they're not very smart. Well, again, and I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that was kind of built into their business model is to take advantage of that, you know, yeah. NFL three year rule and be the league that provides the opportunity to get money early. But if the NIL kind of undercuts them on that angle, so yeah, I mean, I, but I, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be very interesting, but I do believe college basketball gets strengthened by this. I do think uh, potentially. I, th- I actually think college football does too. I think a player like Jake Fromm and Brad Kaya probably don't come out. Yeah, maybe Kaya because I don't know how much Miami cares about the Hurricanes anymore. All right, but Brett, Jake Fromm, uh, Buffalo had a quarterback a couple years ago came out earlier. Jamie Newman, we saw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all these guys yeah. that are chomping at the bit don't want to uh, get that injury. You know that are worried about that injury. If they're already getting paid playing college ball, then there's no well, incentive. And if you, if you get the incentive, like Jake Fromm comes back and say, Georgia wins the national championship. You're a legend in Athens for life. Yeah, that's true. Car dealerships are going to want you. Yeah. you got to, a to, broadcasting yeah, job there yeah, forever, everything. So I think that changes everything, man. So some of these small towns, uh, it, that's another interesting argument is like, do you think it's better to be in the small town or the big town? Because like Lincoln, Nebraska could probably off. I mean, the whole state loves Nebraska. Yeah. I know they're not in uh, they probably don't generate revenue wise with nothing compared to what, you know, LA does yeah, or, something. or something like that. But I do know they're extremely passionate about their football, right? Could they, is it better to have a small market? Well, let's who, see who's raising the big money. Now, Tuscaloosa, Athens, Clemson, fucking, you know, m- mainly small market teams that are paying. Well, I guess you, I mean, Oregon is a kind of a wash because it's got Eugene's, a big company. But Eugene's still a small town. It's a small yeah. town, but it's that's just I get uh, it. yeah. But I wonder in fifteen years if Los Angeles, Miami, uh, Dallas, um, Houston, yeah, Seattle, if you know, if you get a guy that's like a straight the the CEO coach. May become more valuable than ever now. Well, think about it, a, a city like San Diego too. Doesn't have a football team anymore. Yeah, professionally, doesn't have a basketball fr- NBA franchise. They have the Padres, and they have San Diego State is getting a brand new football stadium, and their basketball program has been pretty good lately. Yeah, why not try to capitalize on that? Yeah, make the market the shit out of your guys. Yeah, and, and make them make profit for you. you know? I, I mean, I think it's kind of exciting. I mean, I think the. Uh, I think it could be, I think it's the state of the sports football and basketball. At least I'm not as intelligent on the other ones. Yeah. Uh, improved today. I really believe that. Well, I, I agree with you on, on, in the sense that, you know, in the American sense that these guys who are doing their job and doing it at a high level can get money, even though it's supposed to be amateur. The, the part of me that is a little bit sad, is just like, I feel like America loses one more element of its innocence as we just move to a, 
No, the innocence <laughs> was us ignoring the the reality. Maybe because I think in, in Joe Schmo they're like, oh well, Alabama just beat or or whatever LSU yeah. just beat who who they play in their champion in, yeah. in 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 that run that they had two years ago. Yeah, I'm sure that LSU. I beat, mean, they they beat like Georgia Southern. Yeah, right or something like that. That was a fair game, quote quote. Yeah, yeah. and it's like no, you're not really at all. Now I do think no matter what LSU would be more powerful than yeah, Georgia LSU's Southern. Be pay, able to pay more, but at least we don't have to like. Pretend like it's not happening. I just wonder the the long term effects of this. We'll see. I wonder if it maybe maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's just a little edge. You know, I I, I continuously hear people compare it to like, well, does the thirtieth player in the NBA or the thirtieth player in the in Major League Baseball does that you know about his contract? Do you do you even care? Right. I don't think fans care. First off, I, I think that's a fact. Fans are going to watch regardless. Me, yeah. even when teams got caught cheating, it didn't make me not want to watch them. Yeah. You know what I mean? We were still watching LSU. We're still watching uh, in March Madness, the teams that they got caught cheating and, and the NCAA did nothing. Yeah. And we're still watching them. That's true. That's true. I mean, what, Oklahoma you're still State. watching Clemson in the national championship. Are you not? Yeah. That's we, true. They haven't been caught cheating, but there's a lot of uh, smoke there. Yeah. Um, Miami back in the, yeah. those years with Nevin Shapiro. People want, you love that era. People want Miami to be cheating. Like they're, they're like, uh, they're so like dastardly about it. People are like less comfortable if they're doing it the right way. But see, my point is like, it doesn't matter. The fans are going to watch regardless, yeah. especially when you add in the gambling aspect, they're going to want to watch regardless. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm telling you, look, we are the sports gambling podcast network. And I, I, I don't have anything against gambling at all, but it's just like the seediness of everything at this point is but, like, but I also paying these kids, like, you know, it's going to be like back. To, in fact, it's actually maybe less back channel. So maybe but I, I, I still think you're delusional though, because like football ratings isn't always because of football. It's mostly because of gambling. Yeah. It's always been there, whether you see it or not. Many angles of this has been already been happening. And yeah. I feel like in your world, you're just you're looking just like you're in the blind. clouds, just yeah. like, Oh, I love it. Look at this matchup. Yeah. You know? And it's like, no, I know there's a reason that all this is really happening. Dude. I got a buddy of mine who played safety for Oregon. Yeah. He went on the recruiting trip. I'll put it like th- I'm <laughs> not going to burn the guy right now, but I will say, yes, things were given. <laughs> you know what I mean? This happened. He also told me about some of his other friends and what they've what they've gotten. I I've been a part of uh, this going to an LSU game and, and, and hanging out with some, some guys that I became some friends boosters, with yeah. that, that told me that Saban kind of wrote the blueprint on how to drop off the bags to, to the people, uh, to the players essentially. And, yeah. and then that, that he's carried them out with coach. O. I, I look, I, I, I'm not saying I, I think everyone was cheating. Essentially, I think that this is yeah. this is We're, you're just delusional if you think otherwise. Yeah. You're probably right about that. Especially you see the money in college basketball. Yeah, and that's college basketball. I love college basketball. I think it's the best sport on the fucking planet. That in football, but I'm saying if there's that much money and no one even cares about the college basketball regular season, what do you think football was bringing in? That's true. Shit, tons of money. Hey, look. I mean, you don't have to tell me as a UVA fan, you know, and, and during the era when UVA was uh, a respectable, like nationally relevant top 25 team year in, year out in the mid nineties and seeing Ronald Curry, the number one basketball player in the state uh, in the country and the number one football player in the country, basically Jalen Suggs, but even better, you know, um, 
flip from UVA to uh, UNC because UVA was a Reebok team and UNC was a Nike team. Cause you know, fucking Nike at the camp was like, Hey, you're going to UNC and you're wearing Nike and we're going to pay you a shit ton of money. Yeah, There's no way that was just like, Oh, because you're Nike. I like Nike more. Yeah. No one really gives a fuck that much. Yeah. Nike was like, you're going to wear uh, Nike for the next Unless four years. Michael Jordan knocked on his house, right? His front door and said, Hey dude, come play. I can't see it just being like, especially if he's already committed. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm in the No, I just can't see it. I can't see it. Um, by the way, um, um, I mean, I don't know. What do you, do you so you think in the long run is it better for the for the small schools or the big schools? Um, I, I, I don't mean small schools. Like I'm saying, small town schools. I am not sure. I do think that uh, the ability. I I actually think it's probably better for the small schools, the small town schools. You know, just because they have now they're get, uh, state flagship small town schools. Like they have to have the entire state behind them. Like ECU. I hate to say it. I think they're going to have a tough time keeping up with like the kind of money that, you know, a UNC could bring in or so like, you just come right at my guy. I come right at your guy. Hey, I'm at Harrisonburg, Virginia is not going to be able to pony I up a ton ECU, of money. You though, will have little, little car dealerships in Greenville. I think they'll have little you know, restaurants and bars trying to yeah, get some players. They won't have fucking, uh, you know, LA executives sh- shelling out money by the millions. Well, I happen to live in LA and I will one day be an executive <laughs> and you'll be funding All those right, ECU pirates buying those East Carolina pirate <laughs> players, baby five, five stars every year on the pirates. Yes. Um, I don't know, but that's a small town team, but you're saying, okay, that one. Okay. We'll see. We'll, well see what I'm saying is like, uh, what's a small town team? Like, like you said, exactly. Uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, the city is not that big, you know, but they have the entire state behind it and they're absolutely obsessed with it. There's no, not going to be any shortage of money coming into that program and not any shortage of eyeballs either. So I don't know. I think they'll do fine. I think both will do fine. And I, I think that, uh, I don't know that the, the big cities will have to figure it out, but there is a lot of potential obviously for like, so, so you think ECU though, like schools like ECU are the losers in this. If we had to analyze who are the winners, who are the losers? Probably the losers. Yeah. But a school like Cincinnati or the, the entire AAC is probably winners because they have big city money and they haven't had the opportunity to, you know, pay these players as much as the other schools have. So now that they can take that money and pay it, you can see them jump up big time. Uh, what was I going to say? I have no fucking clue. Go okay. Ahead. No, I'm just wondering like if you had to analyze this, I mean, we're all spec speculating here, so who knows? Yeah. Um, but I just wonder like down the road, like, like let's look ACC. Who do you think the winners and losers would be in the NIL? I think Miami's a winner because like they've always been willing to pay and there's always ballers down, but it's not the university paying. It's just the, you know, the companies or the boosters or whatever. Yeah. The universities are allegedly just, Hey, we're going to just be quiet on this. Essentially. Right. And that's and, always yeah. been the case. They've yeah. always just turned a blind eye and now they don't even have to. Now they can just be like, now, now they can help them. But I think there's tons of boosters in Miami with all, I don't know if the cocaine money's still down there, but you know, there's still <laughs> but, tons of money down there and they care about their football. So Miami will probably get a lot of the recruits they had lost. Um, I don't know if Florida state has still, still doesn't have the infrastructure. I don't think their boosters are particularly well. They're in a smaller town though than yeah. say UCF in Orlando. Yeah. It makes so. you wonder. I don't, yeah, Florida State. I don't see benefiting super greatly. How from do you think it benefits maybe Deion Sanders at Jackson State? <laughs> That's true. 
I wonder how much, I mean, Jackson, Mississippi is like 90% poverty if I'm not mistaken. So I'm not sure if the money is there to get it done. Wealthy areas will probably, uh, I'm just very curious how this shakes out. I mean, Syracuse has money. Does Syracuse suddenly be able to get players? I think football obsessed areas are the ones that are going to benefit. You know, if, if the fans will, you know, especially if you're really looking at it as an investment and as opposed to a purchase of a player and you're trying to get your product, you know, supported, then yeah, if, if everyone's obsessed with the football players around you, then yeah, do some advertisement and use them and make some money. And you, everyone wins. Okay, had this been in in play a couple of years ago, is a DJ Ugalele or whatever he pronounced his name, is he at Clemson or is he at USC or UCLA or I uh, gotta figure he stays Arizona home. State or something, right? Yeah, you gotta figure he stays home. Same with with the likes. I mean, uh, Spencer Rattler's from Arizona. You think yeah. he's at Arizona State? If that's maybe. I mean, obviously, competing at the highest level is a big thing, but between this and the playoff you know, opening up avenues for new teams that wouldn't have access before. It's really going to open a lot of doors and whoever takes full advantage and does the best job of it. I mean, it's just like the recruiting portal. Baylor took full advantage and all of a sudden they had like nine studs on their roster in basketball. Uh, Whoever's really good at it. Managing this thing is going to come up, you know, Uh, either way. I can't wait for it. I think it's right. I think I actually think the it's, it's, much more fair today than it was yesterday. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm excited to see the future, excited to see how college basketball, we know the transfer portal has been insane this off season with college basketball and college football, whether it's 12 team playoff, whether it's transfer for or transfer portal in both, whether it's uh, you know, the NIL or the other, the, the, the Austin case, or, you know, just, this has been a crazy, crazy, off season. Yeah. <laughs> Normally you can just sit and, and uh, just watch ESPN classic from 20 years ago right. and say, man, that I can't wait the for the season. Yeah. 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 Now you're just like, what? Every morning I wake up, it's crazy news, whether it's this or whether it's yeah. e- even landscape Blair- shifting yeah. news every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, guys, if you're first off, if you're a first time listener to the college football experience, make sure you subscribe because we are in the middle of two a days. Yes. We're breaking down two college football teams every single day, all the way to mid August. Uh, we're already, I mean, shit today we dropped Georgia Southern Georgia state. So uh, Georgia Bulldogs were, were the day before we got Georgia tech right around the corner. So make sure you subscribe. We got uh, me, Patty C NC, Nick talking college football year round on the college football experience. And also subscribe to the college basketball experience where we talk college basketball year round. Um, me, Patty, CNC, Nick are also, we handicap every single division one college basketball and college football game. We've been doing it for four years. Um, and we're also way over 500 on our locks. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, we've never had a losing season. Did I forget that? Add that. Got to throw that in individually. There. We've never had a losing season picking every fucking game. That's right. Locks way higher than 500. Boom. All of that given to you for free. That's right. And, and if you take all of our lots together and knowing that we're all hitting above 500. Yeah. You're really, you're really sitting pretty. You're dialing in baby. We give you all that for free on the SGPN app. Download that thing. We don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. The only thing we're trying to charge you for is a nice app review. Download that app. Cause I think you're really going to like that app in general. We give away a lot of money. Just gave away a thousand dollars for the NBA finals free roll. Uh, all of our articles, podcasts, uh, just a ton of picks all, all there. So check that out, download that app. And if you leave a nice app review, 
in that uh, iTunes store or Google play store, or whatever, take a screenshot with your phone. Find me on Twitter at the Colby D and uh, send me that screenshot. And I will send you a college football experience t-shirt or college basketball, whatever you want. So at the Colby D on Twitter, give me a follow as well. Uh, Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one, give him a follow NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give him a follow sports gambling podcast networks on Twitter at the SGP network. Give them a follow. And also us, the college football experience on Twitter uh, uh, at uh, TCE on SGPN. There we go. Finally, it's starting to get a little smoother, man. It's rough. Brand new Twitter feed for that. So check all that stuff out, subscribe and uh, yeah, check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast as well. This is the college football experience. NIL day party release. You better start thinking about yours and we out.